Are we recording? We are. Okay. I mean, should I just like do an intro? You can do an intro. It's okay. been a while. Yeah. Do you we know haven't... what episode it is? Let, let's, you know, hey, welcome to another episode of uh, The Crapshoot. Welcome to this episode. Yes. Welcome to the episode of The Crapshoot to which you are currently listening. I think it's, I think you'll find that it's your favorite one that you're currently listening to. Yes. Of all the episodes you're currently listening to, this is a keeper. This, this one. Is, this is, this is the winner. Yeah. If you're actually listening to multiple episodes of podcasts right now and you just heard that, I think it's a pretty defensible statement then, because clearly you've got to be selecting where your attention's going, and you went there. So, boom. Yeah, we should we should edit this part out. But um, do you think you've given away a little bit too much of the game that the, this is all like one giant meta recording that we're doing? In that you layer every episode of the crapshoot on top of one another, real precisely, and uh, you hear the words that summon God. Yes. You think you yes, gave I that think, away I too think much? That was a critical error on my part, okay. and now people are going to be summoning God all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> you know the band Skinny Puppy? Uh, I know of them. There's a the, in the in the early '90s. There was a guy in my in my hometown called uh, Heroin Tony, and Heroin Tony told me that uh, if you do mushrooms and play Skinny Puppy loud enough, liter- summons literal demons into your house. He was pretty excited. Uh, later, he went to jail for burning down someone's <laughs> trailer home. <laughs> Oh, that scamp. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I talked to him. I don't know. He's a little older. Uh, earned his nickname. Uh, how's it going? Hi. Pretty good. Yeah, it's been you, a while. Who goes first? Do you want to? Uh, sure. Yeah. No, I, uh, I've i traveled a little bit. I went to Disneyland because uh-huh. it was a buddy's 40th birthday, and uh, we have birthdays just a day apart, and so we went down together, and Angela came down with me, and uh, he with his lady, Kendall. We had a lovely time for a few days down there, tromped around Disneyland, stayed in one of the resort hotels. Uh, all four of us just like shared a room to make it not incredibly expensive to do <laughs> that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I saw some other friends in, in the LA area and uh, had a real nice time. But I also went down to Louisiana to meet up with uh, Taz and Lobsterman from Metafilter. Taz is actually from, she grew up in uh, central Louisiana, but she's been living in Greece for the last 19, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And she's home for the first time in a long time. And I was like, the hey, country, you know country, not the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I went down to Louisiana and hung out with uh, her and with Lobster Mitten. Both of them are Metafilter moderators. And then uh, we're also working on finding a replacement tech person at Metafilter because our longtime technical wizard, PB, is finally taking his leave after, like, almost a decade. So yeah. between all those things, it's been a very sort of, like, uh, complicated and hectic month or so. And you, you've you've gone... To Peru. Yeah, I went to Peru with, with what was supposed to be an 18-day trip, which is a long trip out of the country. And then after there was some airplane debacle and cascading airplane nightmare scheduling shit to deal with, uh, ended up being a couple days even longer than that. So bonus vacation. Bonus vacation. Um, some of which was nice. So it's nice to have an airline put you up in a much nicer hotel than you've been staying in the entire time <laughs> you've been in Peru because you've been on a shoestring budget. So you actually get to see the ni- what a nice hotel in Lima looks like. But uh, not so nice when uh, you don't get put up with anything and you're sleeping on the floor of the L.A. X, uh, the airport in L.A. Yeah. Do you, do you think shoestring budget, is that like you you have so little money, all you could do is like go to a bar and order shoestring French fries. I don't think I don't think it refers to the t- 
type, the cut of I don't French know. fry. It fits Josh. pretty well. It fits pretty well. Uh, <laughs> what about literal shoestrings? Wouldn't that work just as well? Like that's that's hardly a basis for an economy. Uh, I I think I think you're right. I agree with you. Anyways, um, <laughs> there, I, a lot of stuff happened in Peru, and I don't need to go into all of it this particular moment. But um, I brought home a couple um, things. You have a, uh, first you have a of all, here. I brought some. Uh, I brought us some beer. So you can sample some Peruvian beer. Peruvian beer. Here's yours. Oh my gosh. And here's mine. This is a tiny, this is a tiny beer. It's so small. It's like, it's like an ounce of beer, two ounces maybe. It's a little beer glass. And I, it's, I guess it's kind of like airplane sized, but I maybe guess, not. But an airplane sized beer. A that's beer weird. wouldn't be served like this. But if yeah. you picture an airplane airline bottle of yeah. liquor, kind of yeah. think of that scale. It looks a bit like a tiny Coke bottle. Really. Yeah. And so it's glass it's, oh, it's, and uh, it's got a tiny it has a little cap. Metal oh, cap. it's adorable. Yeah. Let's 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 get at this thing. Now, I didn't buy this in a grocery store. I bought it at like a little tourist marketplace thing, and I, I bought these two with the explicit idea that I'd bring them here because I always bring beer for the show. Yeah, and I'd bring these instead, and it would be cute and funny. But uh, but it's occurring to me, or actually it occurred to me a little before I came over here. I mean, I tried to ask if these have real beer in them. Let's find out. To the lady. Let's, uh, but, let's, you know, let's my Spanish. find out. There's my, liquid in there. Yeah. There's certainly liquid. <laughs> it does have, as far as I can guess, maybe a, uh, you know, don't drink irresponsibly thing on the side. But that right, might just be. Right, it's a reproduction of a full-size logo. Yeah, of, the, yeah. of the, the beer, I should say, is uh, Susquenia. Susquenia, uh, which was the mo- easily the most popular type of beer this particular one is the Negro, which is the dark kind of stout version of it. Um, wasn't my favorite, but I couldn't find two bottles of the, um, what was it, Blanca something. I don't know. There was like a golden nail one that that uh, was mostly my go-to when I ordered a beer in Peru. But uh, this is the Negro, or it's colored water, or it's poison something. Yeah, I'm, I really, don't know. I'm really excited to find out if this is going to be a terrible mistake that kills us. This yeah, could be, this could be good. I think so too. So here we go, pop it, cracking into some novelty-sized Susquenia Negra beers. Um, oh, there seems to be some kind of like, yeah, gross residue. Eh, there's something. <laughs> <laughs> there's something in the top there. It's like kind of a cork type arrangement. I don't know. Why don't you try opening yours and see what happens? This is this is because this the cat part came. Listener, the cat part came off, oh, but there's a little yeah. piece in the neck that yeah, doesn't seem to come off with it's, it. It's got a little like foamy cork in there. Yeah, that's yeah. What the? This is the this is the, the bottle's last ditch effort to keep us from dying is <laughs> sealing itself up as you decap oh, I I got it. Mine out. Oh, did you? Yeah. I is mean, it drinkable? I don't know. Okay, you drink it, and then I'll wait two hours and see if you die. Yeah, you got me all nervous now. I was like, I was just gonna like <laughs> quaff this sucker. Well, I mean, credulously, what, but uh, what could it be aside from beer or water? Well, I tasted it like bitters. It doesn't taste like anything. It doesn't taste. I think like it might. Anything. I think it might just be colored water. I, I think, think we it, should. I think we should proceed to actual beer. No, give me the. I'm gonna try a little harder. Give me. Give me the the <laughs> opener. Well, I mean, you can. There. I I got a little bit out of mind, so. Yeah, there's oh, such. I got, I got a little drop. There's such there. tiny bottles that, like, the capillary action sort of situation seems to be preventing it from coming out. Yeah, it's just colored water. Oh, bummer, <laughs> bummer. Oh. Or poison. It could be po- tasteless it, it poison. It could be. It could be. Could be. There's always a chance. The crapshoot. Tasteless poison. All right. <laughs> let's, let's crack into the other beer I brought. No, the actual actually, beer. That, oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Beer um, like they make in America. Full size bottles with beer inside. <laughs> 
It was really hard to get drunk in Peru. (laughs) (laughs) These tiny bottles. Just putting little glass bottles in your mouth and chewing them up and trying to... All right, so uh, tucking into our Pelican uh, Kiwanda Cream Ales. Mm -hmm. Full-size bottles here. Ah, it's a nice beer. Okay, so failure on the miniature beer front. Well, Uh, you know. I got a couple other things that are... uh, (laughs) Can be put in the mouth. And... uh, these are something you'll find in Peru a lot is little street vendors with little uh, carts selling various like lollipops and candies and newspapers and whatever else. So I just kind of grabbed a handful of who knows what Peruvian candy. Mogul frutales. Mogul frutales. And que loco. Mm-hmm. Uh, which... It's like foot flavored, as far as I can tell from the. <laughs> yeah, it appears it appears to be some sort of like knockoff Ghostbusters Slimer who is going to eat a foot. Uh, that's it, pretty crazy. It is pretty, pretty crazy. It is K Loco. Please tell me you're going to edit out all my chewing here. I, I no, know. this is the mastication oh, episode. Oh my god! I'm so sorry, everybody. This is very masticatory. It's they Mas- can't be as gross as the loud burps that we put in all these. All I the don't time. know. Anyway. I, think, I think there's something like a burp is at least just like everybody can get outraged at a burp, but it's sort of like it it hits it and quits it. You know, this is this is just like a constant mouth noise situation. Nope, nope, not not going along with you on that burp sex analogy. Um, I guess I did sort of make a, a sex metaphor. Huh? <laughs> But, I mean, you could hit and quit any number of things. I feel like that works as a, a general analogy. Here we are. So, uh, you know, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for bringing stuff. Speaking I'm, of uh, drinking in Peru, yes. Peru has this one thing that they're really, really proud of. I mean, they're they're proud of their beer making, too, um, based on the conversations I had with cabbies who were proud of beer. But they have a, a liquor that they, they make there that's kind of like this, the, the national liquor that they that a lot of their cocktails and uh, drinking culture centers around which is pisco pisco p-i-s-c-o right and it's made from uh it's like a grape li- liquor that uh that they make it their an incredibly popular drink called the pisco sour yes pisco sour. That, I, that i've heard of and, had uh, one at some point you can get that anywhere and it's uh so it's like a it's a it's that it's the pisco and it's the lime it's lime juice and egg white and it's blended together, and I think there's uh, bitters in it, maybe just a touch of bitters. It's an interesting drink. It's it's really like kind of halfway between like a margarita and a gimlet. Nice. And uh, that's number one of surely ten million uh, inane factoids about <laughs> Peru, based on my three weeks there. Everybody, everybody, buckle up. Buckle the fuck up. So, we have a guest. We do. This episode. Yes, we do have a guest. Tell um, me about him. A fellow named Josh. Uh, Josh trying Boykin. to gang up on me. Yeah. It's like when I brought that other Jesse on the show. Yep, yep. Now the, the, the worm has turned. Yeah. Hit the worm and quit it. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Josh yeah. is a relatively recent transplant uh, from the Midwest. I want to say Chicago, but we'll double check with him. But he's working at uh, the XOXO Outpost. Cool. There's a blog called uh, uh, Intelligamer or Intelligame. I'm feeling terrible that I can't remember which it is now. But anyway, uh, video game writing. I'll just go back later and edit it so yeah. you say the wrong one. Right. So right thank you. you. I really appreciate that. It's that attention to detail that makes this podcast work. I, uh, I, I, had, a, I had a poser of a question earlier, and I can't remember what now. Uh, 
So this like is like that old 1990s 3D software that had all the preset uh, human bodies. Yes, yes, the uh, 3D rendering uh, package called Poser uh-huh. of a question, and you could import them into Bryce 3D. Yeah, yeah. And Bryce 3D had you could have like a sphere floating over a reflective piece of glass. Yeah, Bryce had the ray tracing module, so you yeah. could you could really get hyper realistic, terribly fake looking nude models of people. Uh, I think there was a lot of that going on. That's and then thing. just go ahead and export that into a 1024 by 768 wallpaper <laughs> yeah. overnight. If you're, if, yeah, <laughs> if your monitor can handle such a beast, if you can handle such a large image. And then just bring it into Photoshop and use Kai's Power Goo on it. And you'll, then you'll have something worth framing. Remember computers? Remember computers <laughs> when those were a thing that existed back in the 90s before the apocalypse? Now that we all... Uh, just sit around banging on things with rocks. Oh, I thought you were serious because no one really, I mean, who uses computers (laughs) anymore? They just use their pocket computers. It's a thing. It's a, it's a dangerously get off my lawn sort of thing. Computer has turned into a phrase that means that thing in your house that you hardly use. Yep. And phone has turned into a thing that means what computer used to mean. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, why don't we take a break and we'll resume in a bit. All right. And we're back. And we're, here we go. Here we go. All right. Would you like a beer? Uh, sure. That'd be great. Right. Josh Boykin. How, how you doing? How you doing, Josh? I'm out of breath. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you, you biked over a uh, uh, little ways? Yeah. Okay. So, uh... Portland, Portland is larger than I'm from the, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Northern Illinois and, uh, I don't do a lot of biking there cause we have, we have nothing but space. So everything is built very wide mm. and very, we're just like, yeah, have a car. That yeah, sounds, yeah, that sounds I mean, they don't just place. like hand them out like, Hey, here you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to have a, have a car. Not till Bernie Sanders is president. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a car. And you get a car. Somebody and you get a college education. <laughs> you get a college education. It's like so sad because it's like it's a joke. Like, hey, the idea that you have a college education <laughs> without crippling amounts of debt. That's get it? Get it? It's funny, it's right? A joke, it's, right? You know? It's implausible. Like, what are you thinking? Oh my god. Oh man, uh, that's my salute. So uh, I don't think I have been. That is delicious. Oh, good. Yeah, the uh, Kiwanda cream ale. Ooh, that is that is. I'm I'm writing this down in the. All right. I'm gonna put this in the show notes. All right. Uh, but yeah, so I I don't think I've been on a bike in years. Mm. Uh, the last time I I readily remember bike I. I think the last time I biked, I was working for Disney. I lived in uh, apartments about a mile something away from the park in California. But that's the that's the Portland thing, right? It's like one of the three or four things you hear about Portland right away. I'll, yeah. I'll bet the bikes I, is the bikes thing. Yeah. yeah. Also the also the the show Portlandia, yeah. right? And putting a bird on it, right? That has to be. I mean, that, that was. It, I moved to Portland a little before the show, so I didn't. I had, that wasn't part of my like welcome to Portland thing. But now, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if I go anywhere, like, oh yeah, is it just like the show? And when I was just in Peru, people asked me that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I just got back from three weeks in Peru. We bumped into some people from New York, and they're like, oh, Portland is it just like the show? It is, isn't it? I was like, oh, yeah. 
probably more, probably closer than you think. Um, I'm going to ask them if uh, New York was just like Broad City and they're like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say yes or whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to remember. Wait, where are you living? Yes, Queens. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. We'd had a few pisco sours, so I don't remember their infection. <laughs> maybe it's <laughs> maybe I have a recording of them somewhere. They were funny. Um, uh, it was a couple that we bumped into in Oyante Tambo, which is relative. like your last kind of nice stop on your way to Machu Picchu. Um, old, ancient, amazing town. Literally like cobble streets with like stone like waterways where the water runs through the town and there's just gorgeous and amazing and there's ancient Incan ruins on both sides of it that you can just like hike up to um but uh the couple we bumped into was like I said from New York and she was a video game columnist she had a site which I have yet to check out sorry um Sarah uh video dame which I think is a great name Ah. for a video review (laughs) website female centric video review website but writing it down as I understand it, Josh, that is uh, up your alley as well. Is that right? We're yeah. mailing down a segue here. I was going to say, I was like... <laughs> Try and simultaneously I... make a note and talk. No. This will be fun. Hey, earlier I was walking and reading a book, and uh, and Andy McMillan was like, I'm really impressed that you can walk and read a book. And I, there was a part of me that was like, are you are you giving me shit right now? But I was too into the book, so I was just like, yeah, it's really great. I think it's directness. I think, I think in the Midwest, we are so much about... Uh, um, subtlety, whether it be in subtle niceness or subtle shitting on somebody, um, <laughs> as opposed to like in the South where it's like overtly shitting on you, but with language so that you can't hold me accountable for it. Like, aren't you precious? It's like, yeah, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it was, it was a good book, but yeah, I do, I do uh video game. Uh, I don't, I don't. <sighs> For fear of sounding exceptionally pretentious, <laughs> oh which is a great way to start, which is a great yes. way to start any story, um, I, I like to call myself a game culturalist. Uh, Intelligame uh, is the name of my site, Intelligame.us. It's actually, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's .us, but that's not bah. that's not catchy at all. Uh, so it's Intelligame.us, and basically what I do uh, predominantly is I use games as a um, as a lens to analyze life. So I talk about different topics um, and utilize and try to show the ways that like games help us better understand these ideas or highlight issues in society, that kind of thing. Because I think there are tons of of game journalism and game criticism sites out there. You know, there are tons of places that are you know reviewing games, doing news about the industry, those kinds of things. And I think those are really good. But I was an English major in college, and uh, it I was just like, but I want to use these skills of making a bunch of stuff up and and analyzing and <laughs> and, and finding finding ties between you know. Uh, uh, but, but realistically, it's just it's a it's a type of analysis that like you know we don't have off world anymore. There are I I I think there are people out there who are interested in trying to find these ways that they can make gaming seem more relevant to their lives, especially as you get older, right? Where it's like here here's a JRPG that wants seventy hours of your time, and you're like, but I. I have a job that wants 70 hours of my time this week. Exactly. <laughs> right, or the last Final Fantasy reviewer saying like, yeah, just you just have to get over the first 25-hour hump, and then, <laughs> and then, and then the game starts, play. right? Yeah. That's literally what people were saying straight-faced, yeah. Which is funny. That's actually like one of my favorite. 13 is like one of my favorite Final Fantasies in a long time, and like... 
everybody's just like, yeah, if you get through the first 13 <laughs> chapters, then the game gets open world and it's really cool. It's like you should not have to play 25 hours of a game to get or, to the point where you feel like, oh, or okay, maybe I get it gaming now. is allowed to exist that works that way. It's just like, well, it's just, I mean, if it had come out 10 years ago, then that would have been possible yeah. for me mm-hmm. personally. And well, now it's not. Know. Sorry to just run totally no, 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 down a random no, line. No, I'm, totally, I'm, I'm all about tangents. <laughs> no, I, I was just saying, uh, <laughs> so was this podcast. Uh, uh, so, so, so Josh and I have been like talking excitedly about game stuff variously at, at Outpost on a couple occasions. And we've talked about like, you know, it'd be fun to do like a video game podcast of some sort. And, and you and I have had that conversation too, mm-hmm. Jesse. Uh, and I just had this thought the other day, like literally on that subject of sort of like, you know, the time required of like just a podcast called Who Has Time for That Shit? <laughs> it's just about like, it's like about video games, but it's, it's like, it's like, no, okay, let's give it a half an hour. Like down well, you could lose 15 times in your first half hour. That's you usually know, like, what I do. Really work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five. were you through? No, you were somewhere in the middle of the opening mission after the cutscenes probably... Uh, for Metal Gear Right, Solid 4 Fire. famously has a 45-minute cutscene yeah. <laughs> near the end. Yeah. Um, I've heard about it by several people. I love Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I know. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Nanomachines. 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 Metal Gear. Kawanda Cream Ale, huh? <laughs> Fox die? <laughs> I sometimes wonder. I'm like, when you were getting the voice direction, so can you can you re-record that? And he's like, yeah. What did, what did I do wrong? It's like, if you were to actually say this in real life, how would you say it? Fox died. Like, don't do that. Don't don't do that. Like, can you make it sound like you tripped over half of the word and then learned the second half of the word just now? Can we? And then, Swallow razor and then blade magic was made. Fox die. <laughs> Fox die. Fox, Fox die. Bless you, David Hater, because your voice is like part of the yeah. legacy of Metal Gear. And, you know, it was t- it's a little tough to swallow a new voice well, actor. Was it Kiefer, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland? He has so really, few lines in it anyway. I really hope I, they should have done that yeah. with uh, Peter Dinklage in Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Dialed it a little down. It's from the moon. It's from the moon. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it killed that. Did did either of you play? And I, I haven't. I, I uh, shout out my buddy Brian uh, has tried to convince me to play this, and it's on my to do list, but I haven't done it yet. Uh, Revengeance. I played, played the demo. Yeah, I played the demo. It's I'm gonna yeah. buy it because I have to own every Metal Gear thing in the universe because <laughs> it's like my one franchise. It's like the one for mm-hmm. me, right? So, I'm fond of Metal Gear. Jesse's kind of serious. About it. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it seems interesting. It didn't grab me at all, but I think part of that was I came into it with like Metal Gear expectations, and yeah. that was the direction that wasn't working when they gave the game to the other studio. You probably know more about the backstory than I do, really, but um, they, who just like took it in a completely bonkers direction instead. And uh, it probably works as a different entire yeah, type of game. My impression, like, because I, I bounced off the demo too, in the same way, I was like, oh, yeah, Metal Gear. Wait, this isn't Metal Gear, mm-hmm. you know? Plus, like, oh, but no, it's, it's sweet. You're going to play as Raiden against fucking. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, like, I feel like maybe the way to go is, like, if I sat down and, like, played Bayonetta, 
and then play right. Revengeance was maybe the... I honestly think Revengeance is like do a line of coke and then play Revengeance. Because I think it's just like a ballistic, what angle is the most fucked up to bisect a human being? Yeah. <laughs> like, but did you, did you spend time with I haven't spent oh, okay. any time with Revengeance. I, uh, it does remind me in your descriptions of a game called Vanquish, if you ever played it. I, I Yeah, that was an I underrated game, I thought. I adore that game. I don't know it is, how that sn- almost snuck by everybody. I have no yeah. clue. It was a, it was a, um, it was a three. 3D action game. Uh, it was on 360 PS3. I know it was on the 360. It was on the PS3. On. Yeah, that's what um, I got. But you are in this like mech suit. You can like power slide. You're like blowing stuff up all over the place. The bosses are huge. They've got a fantastic like score time attack mode. Like it's an amazing game. I have no idea why we're not still talking about it and why there's not a Vanquish 2. Like, right. I don't know if it just like came out at the wrong time. I don't know if there was... I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think... Usually when I think, here's a game that should have done well that didn't, I chalk it up to the box art. Hmm. Um, it's either... I, I usually say it's either the box art or the release date. Battleborn is going to have a release date issue. There are... Uh, three big games that people have been talking about over the last few weeks, Battleborn, Overwatch, and Paragon. All three of them are really different games, mm. and yet everybody's talking about them because they came out of uh, 2K and Epic and Blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah. So it's like these three big franchise, you know, yeah. three giant companies re- released three big shooters, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, they're actually three really different games. Right. Yeah. But it, it Well, they're all new IP, too, so it's like, yeah. yeah. It's not like, oh, yeah, well, a sequel, sequel, and this new thing. It's like, distribute your attention accordingly among all these things happening at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and and unfortunately, Battleborn was the first one to come out. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, I'm, and I'm sorry, like, Paragon, I, I really enjoy Paragon. It's a MOBA. Um, it's a third-person MOBA, so, I mean, bring your... Bring your grief pants, because that's people are. Everyone's uh, gonna be horrible. Uh, I was so happy, like the first couple matches I played, and then match three. One of the cool things is the PC and PS4 servers are cross compatible. Oh, nice. Um, and the controls work really well with a controller. Um, I, I think they are almost better with a controller, except like aiming is better with uh, with a mouse. And right. Keyboard, as always. Right. Um. But I'm playing, and I start seeing the thing about it is when you're playing on console, it's like Rocket League. When you're playing on console, you don't get to type back. <laughs> so this guy's right. He's like, "This is the worst team I've literally ever played with. I'm reporting every single one of you when I'm done. You all suck." And I'm like, "The the, the beta's been open for like 12 hours, dude. Like you didn't have that many options for how many people were the worst you've ever played with." Um, maybe that was it. Maybe he just like wanted to take sure, make sure to take the opportunity that he was saying something true. So it was like his first team, and he's like, "You're the worst I've ever played with." And I was like, "Actually, you're you're right. This is this is true." Please check out. He's off the hook. That asymmetry of like PC versus console thing, like Rocket League, I've been playing a lot of off and on over the last uh, several months, and really enjoying it, despite playing mostly with randos on the internet. Yep. Um, is Rocket League, sorry, just to catch up, is Rocket League a uh, platform? Yeah, yeah it, it launched or, with like PC and PS3 compatibility, four? or at least had it pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're adding or have recently added uh, Xbox. The Xbox One? Yeah. Huh. I, I know that, I know it's on Xbox One now, but I don't know 
if PS4 players can play with Xbox. I don't. I don't know. That's, yeah, that's probably that's crossing the streams. Yeah, right. um, yeah I, I know. In theory, it's planned, but I, yeah, I don't know that. Either. It also just makes sense. It's just it's too good for consumers. So they're like, wait a second, <laughs> yeah, guys. Like, no, no. Make sure you get all your friends to own the same machine. Yeah, the whole cross compatibility thing seems like. This should just be how things work. I think they get that pretty free with the most recent Unreal Engine, too. I remember that um, Unreal Tournament 3 was one of the first purchases I made for the PS3, and it did a number of things that I was shocked that didn't just become standard on the platform. One was servers where you can play with other, like, yeah. it'll, it'll tag the server with, like, P, like shared or console only. So mm -hmm. if you feel like you're at a disadvantage with the controller, you can choose a console oh, only server. Brilliant. Yeah. And, but more importantly, because I mean, you the, are the PS3, I think the Unreal Tournament 3 was way, I mean, talking about Vanquish, like, similarly, I thought, I'm mean, whatever, it's Unreal, so it got, it, it right. made its nut, right? It made its money back, development cost back, and then they licensed the engine to every single game afterward. But I kind of thought it didn't get as much people talking about it, because it, the other thing it did was, I mean, the PS3 just had USB ports. That's how you connect to the controller. So you could plug in a mouse and keyboard and play mouse and keyboard yeah. in real tournament on the PS3. Why did no other first-person shooter ever after that? That was like the first round. That was first year of the PS3. Right. And no other game ever did that afterward. I have no idea why. Paragon Tell does. me, answer for this. <laughs> Why? Starting with company A, going to company Z. You know, the funny thing is Paragon actually will let you plug in a keyboard and mouse okay. and you can play on the PS4. And like the thing about it is you can tell. And I, I think it's exactly like you said, because Unreal Engine 4 is mm -hmm. so platform agnostic um, that they were basically just like, hey, hey folks, um, why don't we just put it on PS4 <laughs> and make the mouse a joystick? Like, that's, that's basically right. it. So, like, the interface is obviously not designed for a controller. Like oh, okay. the, the um, I mean, like, the in-game interface is fine, but, like, the menu screens... And, and keep in mind, it's still an early access. It, you know, it could change, whatever. But, like, the menu, like, there's just a cursor, and you move the cursor over whatever it is you want to use and hit X. So, like, mm. they didn't bother to make an actual... Or, or <laughs> you know, it's not like they made an actual controller thing. You can use uh. the triggers to change... I'm, I'm getting into too many specifics. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I think it's really useful to be able to keyboard and mouse, especially when people want to shit talk you. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. You thought I couldn't talk back because I'm on PS4. Yeah, yeah, no, it's so this is this is a thing I wanted to say just about Rocket League in that specific because I had never looked. So I play Rocket League on a PC. I play it with, uh, you know, 360 controller um, and it works out really well. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when I bought the whatever the cheap off brand Chinese uh, dongle for hooking up a 360 controller wirelessly to a PC. It's like super sketchy, completely everything about this is like a sketchy bullshit thing. And so like the driver initially is terrible, but it's just that it subsequently worked perfectly for three years. And like Microsoft never released an actual, uh, you know, official like wireless PC dongle. So like you just buy it from this one weird Chinese website. It's I weird. thought the 360 uh, was just had... turnkey on the PC. Is my crazy? No, no, the, the the wired one was. The wired uh, one just works. Okay. The wireless, they never released a dongle like that. Really? Yeah, I think Xbox Ones might actually just work now. X Xbox but I haven't one, tried it yet. Xbox One has a dongle. And I think Microsoft eventually released a dongle for the 360 wireless controller, but it was dumb hard to find. Hmm. And like the compatibility, it if it exists, yeah. If it exists, I, I mean, I, I never. Yeah, to, I'm not suggesting it doesn't. I just it didn't definitely at the time that I bought the thing mm -hmm. from the weird website. It's a, it was it was so bizarre to me that it was just like, 
here's this controller that everybody loves that naturally works wirelessly with Microsoft hardware. And you didn't think that maybe yeah, we would want to do this yeah. on PC? Like you didn't. Yeah. And I mean, like. It's such a weird blind spot. And the 360, I mean, the 360, what is it? Direct direct input, I think, is the, the code or whatever behind the. There are two different, like, back ends, like the PS3 controller back end, the PS4, PS3, PS4 controller back end, and then, like, the Xbox 360, Xbox One controller back end. And, sure. and the, like, everybody uses the, yeah. the 360 one. Hmm. So it's like, you know, folks, like, we wouldn't even have to have discussions anymore <laughs> if you just gave us wireless. Yeah. Like, just make it's it called Bluetooth. Yeah, we just build we it use in, it all the time. Yeah. Right. Um, and Microsoft was like, no, we're going to make you wait for the Xbox One, and then we're going to make you wait a year after it comes out, and then we're going to give you a dongle, yeah. a giant I think I have it. No, I brought the wrong backpack. I have. I mean, it's seriously. It's about. It's about two times the length of a of a flash drive, and uh, I, I I just don't understand yeah. why no, we didn't. Microsoft's why, why relationship we with their in. own operating system is, is strange. <laughs> but anyway, so so I, I that, that was one of my rallying cries when I sort of was the PlayStation guy at my work, and everyone else had the Xbox. This was PS3, Xbox 360 days. Um, was like I'm like. It just it uses USB. It uses Bluetooth. Yeah. You can install your own hard drive if you want a bigger hard drive. Yeah. You can install Linux on the box. Right? That went away, unfortunately. <laughs> but, but that was kind of part of the thing, because I was kind of like, oh, well, philosophically, it's a better platform because <laughs> yeah. they don't make up their own yeah. jackass protocols for no fucking reason. Anyways. So Rocket League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here, we're going to let you I'm gonna let you finish the Rocket League. Here's so. the thing with I've been playing Rocket League for, I'm let for you several finish, months. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> You guys have both said release the dongle four times, and I think that has to be the name of this episode. Release the dongle. <laughs> as, a okay. as a person who will make any effort to, like, you know, notate and edit the episode, you're in charge of remembering that then. Um, okay. Yeah, so, so, so Rocket League cross-platform PC and console play. That's, that's the core bit of this thought I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to, trying to find some way to convey. Uh, I play on the PC. Uh, I play with a mix of PC players and PlayStation players. You can tell based on their icon on the like team screen. Uh, and I have seen like at least a dozen times, and I've refused to look this up because I just enjoy the mystery. I've seen a dozen different times variations on an argument play out between two different PC players about whether or not the console players can actually see the stuff they're typing because the console <laughs> players can't type unless maybe they had a keyboard and who knows if Rocket League on the PlayStation even supports that. But in any case, you've got PC people typing and then the console people just using the you know, the quick chat stuff, which is a great system. And honestly, to some extent, it should just, everybody should only ever be allowed be allowed to use quick chat because it OMG, gets rid of... OMG, 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 nice shot. OMG. Yeah, okay, so that's, that's so here's the thing. The whole, he can rate limit it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think they kind of maybe know. should. Uh, Hearthstone rate limits how how often yeah, you well, can use their is definitely Hearthstone is definitely going really hardcore on the, hey, let's not let people being pricks. I know, I just want every you game know. to work that way. Yeah, so, so nice. Rocket League doesn't quite go there. And the thing is... You're never going to get people like throwing random slurs at you via the quick chat because like that's not one of the options. So it's literally only the PZ players who are going to be like, oh, yeah, well, you fucking about 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 And it's like, ah, mute uh, <laughs> report. But in the meantime, you see that from the 
from the PC players. And then every once in a while, like some some PC player will be like, oh, what the fuck? What? Why were you in the goal? Getting fucking goal? Jesus, you goddamn, you know, what the hell? And some other guy's like, you know, you can't hear you. He's on PS3. He's like, no, you can't hear me. It's like, no, I can't hear you. And I have no idea. Like, I've witnessed this so many times and I don't know. And I, I refuse to look it up because I just want to keep, I want it to be like this Schrodinger's verbal abuse where it's like, maybe the PS3 guy can see it. Maybe they can't. Maybe this person is literally screaming into the void and only annoying the other right. PC oh, players. A, I know. The question is, are they going to be more or less cruel if they think that the person can yeah, or I can't I think read less, what they're going to say? Honestly, I, I, think, I think to some extent... I think you have too much faith in humanity. Yeah. I think, I think no, it's not even faith in humanity. I think <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a mental model of people who are shitty in online games. I believe they are doing it specifically because they believe it will have an effect, whether because they're kind of like bad enough about you know, human sky college to think, you know, if I verbally abuse this person, they'll play better, which is a bullshit. Te- that's never going to, your team is never going to play better because you start shouting at them. It's but, not going to happen. Are they going to dial it back because they know that the other person wouldn't read it? I mean, I think they would. I think they would. I think they would bother less. creative profanity to mm-hmm. NPCs and video games. Oh, sure, sure. But that's <laughs> different. That's like, there's one thing of like engaging angrily with the game that you know is not responsive. And there's another thing to like be trying to literally fuck with someone. Day. Oh, I think the video. You know that they are there. I think I think a lot of people would just stop trying. Not because they're a good person, not because <laughs> of their faith in humanity, but because they're like they're they aren't going to waste the effort. If they're like, oh, like this person isn't going to hear me call them terrible names. Why am I bothering? You know, I'll just call someone else terrible names instead, who I know is going to hear it. Like that's what I'm. I'm not saying. This, this isn't faith in the hat. They want to return on their investment. Yeah, this is, this, this, is like, this is like, you know, shithead economics, not, not an assumption of goodwill. Shit. Yeah. Shitheck economics. Uh, we're, we're getting some good <laughs> episode titles in here. Anyway, yes. Yeah. But yeah, the, the quick chat thing is great because it doesn't let you say any terrible things, but you still have... There is no system you can come up with that allows any vector of communication that won't cause someone to be... As terrible as possible. And in this case, in Rocket yeah. League's check case, about as terrible as you can be is like if someone makes a shot and the person who, in theory, would have been the goalie doesn't block that shot, someone on the other team or even on their own team might just say, what a save, what a save, what a save, what a save, like, like right. flood the shit. And like, congratulations, you've managed to be an asshole under like the tightest possible constraints. I, I almost feel like, though, at that point... <clears throat> And maybe maybe I'm too lighthearted in my approach to Rocket League, <laughs> but like when people do stuff like that, like it just to me it's hilarious. Oh sure, because it's yeah. like, oh my god, I want to be ragey, but you're only giving me one way to do it, so I have to use satire. Yeah, like I'd rather just be a dick, but now I have to be kind of creative yeah. and no, sarcastic. No, they're, they're, if I'm in the right mood, it makes me laugh, and like you know, it's it's definitely a thing. Part of it is I'm I'm just kind of a care bear about that shit, like. I kind of I want everybody to be nice to each other and have a good time it's like Rocket League like no one should be shitty about any video game but Rocket League of all games <laughs> right like especially if you're just playing like you know pickup games rather than like ranked and you're losing your shit at someone for failing to do as good of a job as you assumed that they should do according to your rubric when you joined a public server with a bunch of randoms like get the fuck over it you know it's like just it's a fun game it's a game that's fun had, had that you problem know? in the Overwatch beta 
Oh, I, I, bet, I was I playing with a with a friend. Have you have you played it at all? No, no, I've been Overwatch, sort of watching it, but I haven't played it. Mm-hmm. So okay, so Overwatch plays apparently like oh, people tell me it plays like Team Fortress Two. I never yeah. played Team Fortress Two because every time I pick up a, every time I would start to play Team Fortress Two, I would die, <laughs> like almost instantly. And then somebody would be like, I would be like, oh, well, I guess I'll change, and I'll be like the spy, and then I would die. And nobody, yeah. like nobody, was helping me. Nobody if you want to give it a sh- shot, sometime uh, the Mephite Club uh, crew does a lot of TF2 and are actually totally willing to say, like, "Hey, so you want to learn the game? Okay, let's I, yeah. not destroy you." Yeah, you know. So yeah, no, we should. I would, I would do that. that yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I couldn't get traction with it, and and I'm someone who played a shitload of Team Fortress One, like the Quake One mod Team Fortress, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. hundreds of hours, and oh, then wow. I tried Team Fortress Two and just got the. They mop the floor with me, and I'm like, I just can't that, really get my f- hooks into this game. I don't, I don't, yeah, and especially like I was coming from Counter Strike, mm-hmm. where it's just like you shoot the other person, <laughs> right? And then when you do that, they'll they'll they die. die, and, yeah, that, and then that, that's that situation it. Like, resolved. don't build anything. Don't <laughs> don't fly here. Don't disappear. Just shoot things and don't get shot. And it's yeah. like I can handle those rules. It's a very different dynamic. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Overwatch. Uh, I guess takes on kind of the Team Fortress 2 style. So you've got 24 different characters, 20, mm. I think 24, 25 different characters um, that you can choose from, each one with their own ability set and particular role for the squad. So, um, you know, you've got attackers, you've got snipers, you've got, um, you know, you've got defenders who can like put up walls and mm. stuff like that. And it's actually, it's really smoothly done, but it's also... Uh, made in a way that like it's really hard to get angry at that game (laughs) like (laughs) matches run anywhere from probably five to 15 minutes um everything about the like the game is like super bright colors and Mm kind of upbeat peppy music (laughs) and it's this fast arcade speed game so like the idea that somebody gets ragey while playing overwatch means that they have like (laughs) they have like leveled up their Jedi, ma- their like Sith mastery of of raginess, and I was playing with a guy who just like, I I mean it was all table salt, like just pure salt, where it was just like hey, I don't I can't believe he did blah blah blah. I was just like, D-. I I mean I can't even engage, like I can't. There's nothing for me to say to you. You are really upset, <laughs> and in five minutes it'll be over, and that's okay. But yeah, there I think there are some people who are just so thoroughly devoted. To being like angsty and ragey and gaming. Well, not only that, but maybe that's what they go to video games for. As much as the f- enjoyment of playing the game is just to have like an out, like an a out. space to yell, right? The ten minutes hate from nineteen eighty four, where they just yeah, like, you know? be in a room where, and like this is where I get to yell. Yeah. Is, is when I'm playing this online shooter and when they find a new online shooter it's like here's a new place for me to yell because I'm mad about other things in my life I think it's <laughs> probably there's there's probably a weird mix of a couple things because I think there's that like there's like just like I need to vent and this is a safe place to do it and then I think there really is to some extent and this is unfortunately this this is some actual faith in humanity returning I think <laughs> I think in some cases people just really don't think about the reality of that making things shitty for other people like there's there's people who clearly like they are intentionally being assholes they're just like you know they're fuckers they're trolls they are they are out there with the specific intent to sort of ruin someone's day and then I think there's a fair number of people who like more they don't really dabble in that whole being a venti asshole thing and then they find this venue where it's sort of a thing that people do and they do it 
partly because they just think of it as completely consequenceless. They're like, oh, yeah, no, well, okay, yeah, but it's video games, and this is where people shout at each other. And some of those people, I feel like, to some extent, you could actually have the, hey, you know, the thing you're doing, it's really kind of, it's kind of making this not fun. It's kind of making this shitty for other people. And, you know, it'd be great to find, like, some slightly more constructive way to, you know, be engaged with the game. And I feel like some people actually will respond to that. Like, oh, well, fuck. Like, maybe yeah. not immediately, but maybe they'll work their way around and saying, oh, you know what? If what I really want to do is say, oh, my God, that thing was so frustrating, what I should do is say, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that fucking happened, rather than, what the fuck is your problem? Why didn't you cause my situation to be, be-? you know? But it's, it's weird. It's like, it's, and diagnosing that over the internet is obviously kind of impossible. So it's very yeah. much a... I, I lived in this, <clears throat> I lived in a very, very uh, literally low-rent apartment complex for a few years in Ukiah, California. And below, it was me and like nine other guys <laughs> just in this garbage house that like no one should ever have to come near. And all we did was play video games and drink beer and whatever. It was like 19, uh, probably ages 19 through 22 or something. But downstairs from us was a family, and this family had kind of an older brother and all his friends, and then a younger brother whose name I think was Caleb or something. He was like eight or nine years old. And the older brother and his friends had ruined the younger brother's life by just making him the most profane kid uh. in history. And there was like no like parental presence, really. I mean, the mom lived with them, but wasn't really an authority figure. So you had this little kid in this apartment complex who was notorious because he'd wake up at six in the morning and just stomp around outside screaming foul, foul profanity. He got mad at his mom and he would lock himself in the car and just lean on the horn and not let <laughs> off the horn Christ. for like an hour. Wow. Um, and, and like the, you know, and the, and the older brother and his friends were just like totally loving it. Right. They just, they, whatever they made that they'd made a game out of making this kid the fellowest. I don't know. Like I went out for a cigarette one time and he was this eight year old is yelling down the street to someone, suck my dick or get out of town. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, and, and you're like, I mean, rest in peace, this kid's future. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But the, and then, but Fortune one time it was, yeah. <laughs> it, it was sort of amazing in a certain way too. But um, I w- right before I moved out of that place, I I happened to like step outside for some reason, and I saw him, and he had like a school friend over, and it, like the only time I ever saw him interact with someone his own age, and they had like f- borrowed a skateboard, or the kid had brought a skateboard over, or whatever, and they were like playing some kind of game, like they're getting down on one knee in the skateboard and pushing themselves with the other foot, or whatever, and the kid was like. He would do it, and then he would, like, hand the skateboard, like, nicely to the other guy. Be like, now it's your turn, you fucking asshole. (laughs) You go, asshole. Have fun. Like, and he just had no concept of what... Yeah, it's like... Like, wow. he wasn't even saying asshole to be mean. It just wasn't that was just the lingua franca. That meant yeah. another person. Yeah. No. And it's just, I, I, I never recovered for it's, that it's, moment. It's the third like, person it, pronoun. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. I, 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 that's somehow that maps to this online shit talking thing in some esoteric way. Um, where you just like stop realizing that these words mean anything. Yeah. And you just say you yeah. asshole to say you. I don't know. But, uh. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a whole thing. Should we, should we take a quick break? <laughs> I think break? it's a good time for a break.
it's not sorry, the, sorry to be the killjoy. It's, it's a little too the, the oatmeal-y for me. It's, it's <laughs> don't don't go sticking that on it. That's not fair. It was Bodie McBoatface should have been named the name of the actual research vessel just to prove that we live in the 21st century and it's possible to break with the August traditions of. Right. What a long-lasting failed colonial empire! It's like, oh no! But this is how we've done things for hundreds of years while being <laughs> an arguably terrible force in the world. You know, and not to say that, like, you know, that's the state of the UK today or anything. But like, you know, it's like there's a certain. It's hard to say, but tradition. With all the terrible history that comes right. with it, we need, you know, so like, just name the fucking boat, Bodie McBoatface, and say, you know, this is ridiculous, but we did this, we're going to do it. Imagine being the journalist, though, who has to write about the uh, the impending attack on Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> Bodie, Bodie McBoatface sunk and killed 250 right. people. That would be so great, you know? I, I don't know. Nuclear warheads were launched from Bodie McBoatface on January 7th. There's a there's a kind of Dada something there that I, I really, I don't know. I'm, I didn't even realize that was the cat's name. I, I have a friend named Bodie, like B-O-D-H-I Bodhi. Yeah. Oh, like Bodhi Safa. Right. Yeah. So I um yeah, I th- assumed when you introduced the cat as Bodhi that it was Bodhi. Nope, it's Bodhi. It kind of fits face. into the vibe of your house a little bit even. Yeah, it was yeah, just a Bodhi sort of house. Yeah. yeah. Kind of zen. I don't think I've kind ever even zen. known a Bodhi. I mean, it's a fine name, but yeah. the, the the vet thought it was that kind of Bodhi too. And we said, no, no, like, like a boat. Bodhi. <laughs> And even then, they wrote it down Why wrong. They, they did it with the IE instead of Y. I don't understand what the point of having that argument with the That's bow tie. Because they're going to write <laughs> her name on shit every once in a while. Yeah, you yeah. Can't get offended. You better make sure that's <laughs> yeah. correct on oh, the paperwork. You know what? I just, I'm just <laughs> saying. Like, if, if we're going to bother to name it, let's like name it correctly. <laughs> like, you know, let's let's not let's not pretend that people aren't way fucking precious about their cat names. So if we're going to give it a weird, stupid name. Like get it right, just like respect it. You know. Are we back? Got to put some respect. Oh yeah, we've been it. back for a while. Oh, yeah, no, I that's just... too bad. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell me about the beer I'm now drinking. Oh my god! Whoa. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd. It's, this is this is hell or high watermelon. It's a what? Uh, it's a wheat beer from Twenty First Amendment Brewing in town, and it's uh, would you like a sip, Boykin? I, would you like to do a with that lie or yeah. with with that yeah. lead? I'm concerned. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's actually so yeah. I I had I'm oh, not man, in love I with this th- beer. I don't think I can finish it. No, no, no it's not good. I'm not. No, no, it's Josh has <laughs> other beer for me to steal. Do you want this? Yeah, I'll trade you. It tastes like licking okay. the white part of a watermelon. I do. <laughs> Doesn't it? No, actually, that's that's kind of fair. I think that's a vote in his favor, though, because you don't want like, like a red sweet. If I'm eating an actual really piece of watermelon, absolutely. <laughs> but like you know, if I'm drinking a beer, like I don't want like a cloying, like you know, imagine a watermelon flavored like you know malt beverage, like like. Zima, I except was, I was trying I to <laughs> instead of what I was tasting. <laughs> it's it's hard for me. Watermelon. I, I don't. I don't know if I want to go here. Like I just. I don't. I don't want to know no, if please, I want to open the box. Let's 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 proceed. So I mean, it, 
Otherwise, we're going to talk about Overwatch for the hour. <laughs> so for those, I got that, some more Downwell shit. So let's come back to oh, that. Oh shit, we should do that. Um, yeah, for those who didn't divine uh, over the course of the podcast, I'm black, and so uh, watermelon, like watermelon, and I have a, have a bit of a, a history. Mm. Um, I feel like that's a terrible. Like that's how Dave Chappelle would leave. Because <laughs> like, we all know the blacks. Watermelons, right? And naturally, fine. Man, I miss that man's stand up. He did a show in Port in Portland. No, he did a show in Madison, Wisconsin, while I was still out there, and I missed mm. it recently. And that's he sucks. did a couple pop up shows in Portland that he did. Okay, advertise. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I, and he went like crazy on like took everybody's cell phones like. Yeah. Was real right. serious yeah. about like then. I mean, what he came to Portland, he created his, created his own <laughs> safe space. So right. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I, I like watermelon flavored things, but I'm sometimes hesitant to had to describe that because of the, the it's yeah, it's, it's it's like it's like when I tell people they're like, oh, we're gonna go to the pool, and I'm like. But I just don't like it. Like, it's not a genetic thing. I don't enjoy the act. But people are like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Damn it. I could see that. I don't, you know, like Donald Trump just posted that stupid fucking tweet of himself, like eating a taco bowl. Oh, I'm like, God, I that's... love Hispanic. Like, you know, if he was trying to do some fucking African American outrage, you would be like, I love watermelon. Right. Right. Well, we, have, we have the best it's, melons. It's, uh, that's just amazing. Uh, They're gigantic. So I, people I, tell me they love my melons. Me. They love the melons. I can't get enough of my melons. I have the best melons. Nobody has. My, I thought, and and if I when I get elected, America will have the best melons again. Our melons have been terrible. It's like, a joke. People, China laughs at our melons. Why is he fucking every time? It just goes back to walking. Yeah, it's, I don't think Donald Trump speaks with Christopher Walken quite that much. But. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a problem because it's it's not like super far though. That's the thing. What? Okay, third party run. Yeah. Walken, as a spoiler, gets in and he's like. Right in, walk in. Yeah, I'm, I'm running for president of the United States of America. Uh, I can't yes and running so I don't know a, where yeah, to go no, with it. Yeah, his no. running mate's a cowbell. Yay! <laughs> and then we and then we all put lawn signs up that say we need more. Yes, American needs more cowbell. cowbell. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was the end of that story. It wasn't okay. a great story. It was no, just, no, it's, it's a, yeah. yeah. It's a, I'm going to just be like, yes, the watermelon beer. That's, <laughs> right. a, that's delicious. I, but I, 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 I had a moment it. in the kitchen when I pulled it. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Is this a little bit weird? <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. you recently moved to like one of the whitest cities in America. Come over to my house. I we got this some beer watermelon for you. Beer. Yeah, we got this beer for you. The next one up, actually, spoiler alert, it's a fried chicken beer. <laughs> this also, I also found that delicious. Um, are, are you do, no, are you enjoying the kawanda? You, or, I mean, yeah, you can, no, I don't want to take you, that from Josh. Oh, no, okay. no, you're not. You're not. Okay. If, if you are interested in it, if you would like it, it is, it is yours. This is this if is you the, would like a different one that also doesn't bother me. I want. I want to. We've known each other for about thirty minutes. I want to return again to the fact that that, that that Josh Boykin has moved here recently from the Midwest. This is the politest <laughs> podcast. Right. We've ever had like this is this is so this is so nice and accommodating. Me and me and Jesse usually just like you know give each other shit if there's any point of like you know complication. So I really appreciate 
The uh, but no, he's uh, yeah. We can either way. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I have a feeling this beer is going to get warm as a result of politeness if we're not careful. <laughs> well, I'm going to drink uh, it now, not the watermelon okay, one. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, there's more beer in the fridge. We we, we can make it work. Yeah. So it's, it's it's I like my beer. What's a white people think? Wonder bread. <laughs> there you it's go. Just, I yeah. want some Wonder Bread beer. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Have. Have either of you like like was Wonder Bread actually a part of your childhood? Because like I was I was aware of it peripherally as a brand, but we certainly didn't buy it because I had sort of like kind of granola hippie parents in terms of like the food we bought growing up when we could. I had granola hippie parents, but my friends who were like on food stamps, like Wonder Bread, you can get a loaf for ninety nine well, cents. Yeah, like that was like, the Wonder we, Bread we, thing. We, we, we had several years of my childhood were very much like food stamps and government cheese. Uh, but it, I was relatively young, and so I didn't like pay attention to it. So I didn't like know what was going on. My sister famously, uh, at one point, like had this revelation that there wasn't just literally a magical cheese store we went to just because we like to go. <laughs> I was like, oh no, no, that's a that's a subsidy program. No, right. That's the cheese that we get because we don't have money. And uh, but yeah, like I never, I, I was young enough that I, like I, I wasn't like cognizant of anything at the time. Sure. Uh, but Wonder Bread was always one of those things where it's like, no, we're going to, like in Portland, it's like, you know, you just buy Franz instead. You're not going to buy Wonder Bread. You're going to buy Fa- Franz. Franz Bread because it's mm. maybe the same goddamn thing, but it's like local. Franz sounds like yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got Franz. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but no, I, I I don't mean to, to make light of, the, of this. I mean, like we, it was the same thing where it was like learning at an early age that flipping a light switch does not mean that the lights turn on. Like, flipping the light switch means I'd like the lights to yeah. turn on. Let's see what happens. And then, happens. The, power, and then the power company decides to inform <laughs> you whether or not you owe them money yeah. by allowing the lights to turn on or not. Yeah. Um, but but we didn't we didn't do a lot of white bread in general. Like, white bread felt like a, like a treat mm. somehow, you know? Um, because... I think, you know, we would shop it. I, they don't have Aldi out here, right? No, they don't. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, what, what, what would, would be, be the, the equivalent? equivalent of Aldi? Save-A-Lot isn't out here, but I think Save-A-Lot is kind of... Yeah, I mean, there's, like, Safeway, there's there's Grocery Outlet what, recently. Tell, tell me what it is, because so, I grew up in California and moved here about 10 years ago. Okay, so Aldi is, like, Aldi is a, a grocery store chain that kind of prides itself on efficiency. Uh-huh. So, um, I mean, they don't take stuff out of the like big boxes when they put it they just put the box on the shelf right. of the eight boxes of cereal yeah is that um, a costco equivalent thing sort of but not with a Ish, membership no membership thing, and yeah. it's, it's smaller okay. um it's ju- pretty much just food uh but the and the brands are all they're all gen- pretty much all generic okay. but they are significantly cheaper and still huh. a really good quality um in fact now that i'm I don't know why I miss Aldi. I'm like, man, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but I tell you what, Portland nostalgia. could use. Portland could use sure reasonably priced. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, really, Portland you could, could use you build a blind anything. Anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like a Mad Lib, right here. the most depressing <laughs> economic <laughs> Mad Lib ever. I feel like in Portland, like right now, probably the closest you get there is a mix of like grocery outlet. Right now, is sort of in the same sort of like, hey, we've got what we got because we found it cheap on Remainder. Right. Um, and a couple other things like that, but Grocery Outlet has been sort of making a name for itself. 
and then I want to say like grocery outlet's it's its own thing though. I mean, the thing about grocery outlet is the little yellow and red stickers that say like this is past its expiration date, but it's still fine. <laughs> it's like yeah, right? it, it, it's kind of it's a little bit sketchy. It's a little bit you don't know what like, you're finding, but you, it's the cheap. Grocery outlet is wow. we called it the used food store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say like Safeway like 20 25 years ago, like when I was a kid, I think Safeway was sort of like not maybe not quite like full on Aldi, but sort of the same sort of thing. Like mm. it was, uh, cause Safeway is this weird. I don't know how well known, like, I don't know if Safeway like really had a presence outside of the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I don't, uh, I, I don't think I, I think Safeway was in California when I was there. Big yeah, California. Yeah. I think yeah. it was like, they like kinda, West they Coast basically. slaughtered like Albertsons and the yeah. other yeah. ones in California. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's like a Mormon or maybe, maybe Albertsons was the Mormon chain. Mm. I don't know. I, there's a whole, the Albertsons whole, and Thrifty merged, I think, yeah. at one point. There's a whole. There are probably only like, I mean, you want to talk about Illuminati, like grocery store <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> oh, did you know that 95% of grocery stores are owned by three companies? Infowars.com. Like, Jones has news. I'm not saying, I'm just asking questions. I'm Jesse Ventura, and we're talking about grocery stores. Uh. You Sorry. can you can avoid fluoridation in your water, but if you're buying food from General Mills, who knows what they've done? I can't. I, it, it, you know, and I, I'm I legitimately I um I, I enjoy Portland. I, I think Portland's a really awesome city. Um, it is interesting to see. It's like watching Maslow's hierarchy of needs evolve into Maslow's hierarchy of problems. <laughs> so it's like these are the problems that you're allowed to have because these other things have kind of been taken care of. But like it's almost an inverted pyramid. So it's like as we start to steadily take care of more of the people at the top, we have this ever growing base of issues that people yeah. just move away from. Right. Yeah. I mean, like even the outpost, you know, just a just a couple of blocks away is a ever-growing homeless camp yeah yeah and um there are i i feel like i just took a podcast on a really hard luck turn. <laughs> no 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 no, uh, no but it's, like, it's... um but it, it is it's to me shocking that like i mean you know this this whole region this whole area has like tech startups and animation studios and you know high-end clothing designers and like all this stuff which is really cool and then like two blocks away there's like a an ever growing camp of people who cannot afford housing, not because, you know, and this isn't like a San Francisco situation where it was like, hey, we have a ton of homeless people because we decided we didn't want to take care of our, our mentally ill anymore. Yeah, um, this it, it was, hey, we we just don't have housing that you can afford. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's it. That's right, that's right. kind of it. I mean, like, start. obviously, there are other things going on, too. But like, you know, it's a big question and like we have more people coming here all the time of uh, both people who have homes and people who don't yeah there's a there's an, a, a condo going up down the street from my house uh 350 foot just heard this today 350 square foot studio apartment for 1100 dollars a jesus month jesus christ now as much as i enjoy portland <laughs> if i was interested in paying 1100 dollars a month to live somewhere I would be moving back to the Midwest because that's called a mortgage. Yeah. I would have land. Right. I would like. Well, the good news is we're starting to get competitive with New York. Like, we, <laughs> we're not there yet, but we're, we're, we're inching our way towards 
ridiculously shitty, you know, rent prices. Jimmy you know? yeah. Mellon should come out here and run for mayor. <laughs> <laughs> get a rent is too damn high party part yeah. two. My, my partner and I wanted to get a proper house. Like, to basically, we were tired of sharing walls with other people. And we were like, okay, well, we both have incomes that we can pool. We're both willing to spend a higher than average percentage of that income on a on housing and we're willing to compromise pretty heavily on location as long as we're still in Portland. So we found a place way out. I mean, we're pretty Yeah, you have the three digits in you. Southeast. Like you're yeah. 100 and what? 110, 130. That's like when I moved to Portland, people were like, "Don't even fucking look at a place past 82nd cuz that's sketchy." That's really? sketchy. Oh, for a long so time and that I mean, was, that's kind of was like the common knowledge or whatever. That's yeah, what people like said. you get out past like East 82nd and like the historical like unflattering nickname for it was felony flats because like oh, you know wow. yeah like, like like you you wrap in issues of actual demographics and also like shitty classism so yeah, anyways, yeah so it was like it was, uh, essentially this is where the minorities are yeah now. like, like the people yeah, have been displaced sure. out like yeah. minorities and like you know like uh working class whites mm-hmm. too you know and like it's just like right and it's like uh, whatever i mean it's, i moved from a place where i was you know a block from like two schmancy brunch places and a cool coffee shop to a place where I'm a block from three 7-Elevens and two yeah. payday loan places. I, I don't think it's like, oh no, it's past 82nd, ooh, type yeah. thing. But the, the point is, I just came back from three weeks in Peru to an email from my landlord saying he's raising my rent 11%. Whoa. Because we spent a long time and barely got into this place that we could barely afford to like have a house that had like a bedroom and a yeah. living room and a kitchen and um now we are just it didn't take very long to start getting priced out of it already so it's it's right we we have friends uh well you know the 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 harvey girls uh moved to that say they're like 130th or something i want to say they're a little further north yeah um, yeah like a mile they got a great cool yeah and they ended up buying a house and this is this is fantastic for them because like they've been renting uh in north portland for 10 10 years now, maybe more than that. They've been renting just a little house and they, they, they were renting it relatively cheap for renting a house in exchange for having like the worst landlords ever. <laughs> uh, just like shit, 10 years went by and like almost no maintenance was done. They ended up accruing random bullshitty costs because of lack of maintenance. They had right. flooding in the basement that ruined their shit. Oh, wow. And they just had to eat it because what do you do? But yeah. their rent was kind of cheap and they couldn't really afford more rent. And then they just got like abruptly evicted last last fall like right in time for christmas uh and they managed to somehow like get lucky and things came together and they managed to buy a house out like on 130th and uh it's in a certain way i feel a little shitty that i hope i'm not cutting you off no 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 it's just like it's like it's such a like it's an awesome outcome for them that they managed to buy a house that they can barely afford way out Instead of ending up like literally having to like leave Portland right, after right. ten years here, you know, I, I feel shitty that we started this conversation and look at this problem with all these houseless people surrounding us and living miserable, miserable, miserable life. And then immediately to like to like my dream house isn't exactly where I want it to be, and I have to pay slightly more than I wanted to for it. I mean, so there's a little bit of like, and we're recording this in the basement of this like. Good size it's old craftsman nice. style. Yeah, like, nice I, I love right. this like house, place and we got so fucking lucky. Like it was the exact right time eight years ago, and motivated sellers because they had to move. You mm-hmm. know, it was like a, a youngish couple with a like a, a one year old, and they just had to move to like Hood River because like the guy lost his job and got a job there, and 
So we just landed here at exactly the right time when we had some savings and I, I promptly, you know, got a pay. <laughs> it turns out it's been okay. We had some savings and, you know, we are able to say, hey, we had some savings. You know, so everything lined up for us, right? We got this house that I love that, like, there is literally no chance we could have bought it two years earlier or, like, three years later. Like, oh, right. it was just like, and, you know, I'm incredibly fucking lucky. And at the same time, I was like, well, it's just normal. It's like, this is this is life. You know, this is day to day. This is what happens. Right. And then, yeah, there's a shitload of people who, like, want to be in Portland and just can't fucking afford it because they weren't, like, incredibly magically lucky at it's, the time. Right. It's one of the things that I... I I do struggle with on her, and I, I think we've talked about this a little bit before. Like, um, I, I think organizations like XOXO and places like the Outpost are are a real benefit to independent creatives. You know, um, even if not for like the desk that I can come in and still say that I'm going to work, quote unquote. But the idea of being able to network with and meet other people who yeah. like want to tie you into projects and like want to help you make things happen and you come up with ideas and like it keeps you motivated. But I think about my hometown, you know, um, it's a city of 150,000 people um, sitting squat in the Midwest with a ridiculously high, you know, relatively high unemployment, higher crime rate. Um, you know, one of the highest murder rates definitely in the state, if not the region. Mm. Um, you know, these are places where I feel like the skills, the creativity, the energy of small business entrepreneurship. I mean, to, to, to be completely frank, I mean, like, you know, folks who are out there like selling drugs or whatever, like that's entrepreneurship. It is it is it is illegal entrepreneurship, but it is still entrepreneurship. And of course, and, and there's a part of me that also struggles with the idea that there are people establishing legitimate storefront businesses selling regulated goods on virtually every other street corner in this city and that back home there are multiple people of usually a particular couple of ethnic persuasions behind bars for doing essentially exactly yeah. the same no, thing. Yeah, right. yeah, like like um you know, just just to explicitly establish that I am or I'm not being dense Weed as a legal thing in Portland is such a weird fucking situation <laughs> because it's like, hey, yeah, you know what? Remember that thing that we spent like 30 years like making uh, a nationwide industry out of like economically benefiting off incarcerating right. people? <laughs> right. Disproportionately people of color for, you know, selling this. Well, now it's okay. You just buy it. Yeah, it's right. fine. It's, no, no, no. There's like, yeah, there's there, there's like three different dispensaries within like a half mile of. of right. They this, are. They yeah. Are it's like, MasterCard. They're like, everywhere you want to be. There's, there's a huge, like, I, I, like, on the light side of it, I have, like, thought about what a weird moment in time this must be for, like, independent graphic designers doing freelance graphic design. How many different people are trying to tackle, okay, but how do we say but, weed but kind of classy? Right. Like, how many variations? Green with an E. Yeah, how many variations on a green cross can Google, you come up Google with? Google image search for SVG yeah. pot leaf just <laughs> shot yeah. through the roof. But, like, one. you know what? Oregon and Colorado and maybe one or two other states, all of a sudden this is like, oh, we're experimenting. And it's like, it's a good thing like we're getting away, you know, we're moving towards like, uh, you know, decriminalization and even legality for something that like a fuckload of people do. And is like, you know, honestly, cigarettes and, and beer are legal. It's dumb that weed is not. But at the same time, it's still it's not in a lot of places. And yeah, there's a huge 
huge fucked up cultural debt and and just sort of like you know national posture towards drugs that is so awful and it's really hard to like say okay it's getting better but the distribution of it getting better is so asymmetrical yeah Right. I mean, so my my anecdote that I've already, I think, maybe told in this podcast was, you know, my mom and stepdad were in town and they are people who have defined a big part of their life around like growing and smoking weed is an illegal act and part of a kind of a social subculture and part of their upbringing and, you know, thought liberation in, in their college years and things. And um, them saying, like, I heard something about it. it's like legal here type thing. And I'm like, hey, Siri, where can I buy marijuana? And Siri drew <laughs> a map to the place where and we just drove and they just bought some marijuana over the counter. And like that, like, you know, at age mid 60s at that age, what that sea change that abruptly means to them in in a realm that has almost been defined by its illegality for them for so many decades. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's very, very strange. And I mean, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the next generation where it's like, who cares? Why bother? Like, why yeah. is it? In, it, it, it I just want it to be a non-issue already. It. And I am, I am still trying to wrap my mind around how. I mean, because it's like you said, Josh. Like, there's being in Portland to me is such a shocking experience because so many things are really good, and I'm just like, man. Like, I've I've been almost all over the country. There are a couple of regions I've opted out of, but I've seen a lot of places and I've done a lot of things. Um, and there are a lot of ways that Portland is a really awesome place to be. But I know that part of the reason why Portland is a really awesome place to be for me is because, like, I worked in healthcare IT because, like, I've got this this background. I've, I'm connected to some of the right people. You know, like I could be living in insert town, you know, insert city here. And if I had all the setup, the setup that I do here, I'd, I'd still say it was a good situation. Sure. But the question is then, like, how do you start to distribute? How do you create um, outpost-like scenarios for people who don't have the connections that we do? How do you, um, you know, how do you create networks so that people who want to create media, who want to build sites, who want to get things started and need that mentorship, but don't have mentors in their backyards, right? Because, like, that's... You know, for me, I think about, you know, I think about my hometown and the intellectual capital that leaves it because there just aren't jobs there. Like there, you know, it's like, why would I stay here where I know the crime rate is high, where I mean, the property is cheap, but it's for a reason. And I know that I could be making a significantly higher amount of money if I were to just leave and go somewhere else where people are probably a little more liberal and probably a little more. Um, you know, a little more open and a little more modern and there are more coffee shops and there like there's no incentive to stick around and fix a city that is broken. Mm. Um, And I wonder, you know, how do you how do you take some of these things that that um, Portland is doing right? um, Try to work your way around some of the problems that have shown up as a result of trying to do these things right and then apply those to places like Detroit to apply them to places like South side of Chicago, apply yeah. them to, because I'm, I am maybe, and this is my faith in humanity place, but I'm just like, I feel like if more people just had job security, if they were like, hey, I'm, I'm making a decent amount of money and know that I can bring this home and have some kind of nice things, 
probably wouldn't be as tempted to go out and do crazy things because yeah. you wouldn't. Yeah, you're not you pressed. Just, you just go to work instead. You're yeah. like, I don't know how I feel about this job, but it's better than possibly getting arrested or shot or. Yeah, if, right. if you're not operating in a constant state of duress, you're less driven to make shitty, risky decisions that like even if they pay off, it's still kind of shitty. And if you're going to just keep making that level of sort of like risky move eventually it's just gonna it's gonna go bad and yeah. then you're gonna be fucked right and i yeah. mean it's, it's something i can observe in both like on a sociological level but also just on an individual level in my own life like my willingness to do crimes has inversely proportional to how much i have to lose by being caught right like yeah. mm-hmm. doing graffiti when i'm 16 like what do i really have that i could lose whereas like doing graffiti today like <laughs> you know it's my the the people who whose boss i am might react unfavorably to that to me going to like missing a conference call because i'm in jail <laughs> you know what sorry I mean? guys i only got five minutes right so. <laughs> i had to fucking i busted this sick fill-in though in the overpass <laughs> shit it was so good all right anyways the warden says my call is over so uh back to my cell right, right. we're yeah, gonna take this as a follow-up for next week get to those action items i really want to see i really want to see those move let's 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 make Make sure the quarters look solid and right. uh yeah right and it, it's just i mean it's that's it in a nut is that the more you have to lose the more you invested you are so many times tonight i'm really getting uncomfortable with wait it i think you said it yeah last no, time. did i did you I? guys both said whip out the dongles so i before um, you got here we we had i had mentioned hitting it and quitting it at one point, and then, and I admit it, a completely non-sexual context, but I, I as if there it, were a non-sexual context. I think for it's a pretty solid utility it. phrase. The idea of like getting in and getting out without there being <laughs> yeah, like, that's not sexual at all. Like, you're making you, a great point. Right I'm just saying there doesn't need to be actual literal <laughs> penetration involved in there. I, uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, stop saying nut, please. It's 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 bothering me. Uh, <laughs> That's the testicle of the issue. <laughs> that's much better. Yeah, you're welcome. I think that's really solid. Uh, yes. No, uh, uh, Josh, thank you so much for coming. This yes, is thank fantastic. you. Oh, thanks Let's for, do it uh, again for having and, me. Uh, and uh, get, get, get deeper into some of the video yeah, games. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would yeah. totally do that. That, I love uh, that it. was awesome. Assuming I don't, you know, go the route of the other Jesse. Well, yeah, um, well, yeah. Well, 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 yeah, I think well, he's, is he, he's, he's in Portland too, right? Yeah, he is. We, we, we could have like he's a series. He's buried in Portland. Yeah, well. no, he, he, his, his, his remains are, you know, scattered around various parts of the greater Portland metro area. Uh, well, let's call it, but it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Jesse, thanks. welcome back thanks from Peru. Thank you. Uh, it's yeah. a pleasure. It was a fucking yeah. relief to get home after the fucking debacle. Yeah, no, it's airlines. A, I like the same where we're like trying to be sort of polite at the end too, instead of just like you know giving Shut up after like up. yeah. God. Anyway, <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs>